Hello and welcome to 81 All Out. This is Max and I have Sid with me. Sid, say hello. Hi, Max. Um, and we have two very special guests on the pod today. First is uh, a very popular podcaster, uh, Subhash Jairaman, who also tweets at the Cricket, cricket Couch. What's up, guys? And we also have KD coming back to the pod. Uh, he was on a few episodes earlier. So KD, welcome to the pod as well. Yeah, oh, hi, hi. Pleasure. So the IPL has kicked off. It's It's been two weeks now. And we wanted to talk about uh, batting, scores, T20 in general. And we thought this will be a really nice bunch of ca- characters to talk about it. So the, let's start with the reason what kicked off into getting this pod. It started off with a Twitter thread after the absolute carnage in the RCB and KKR game. And so... You know, there was going into multiple threads and a lot of mentions and replies. So we just thought we should get all, all our thoughts in one place and have a discussion over this and see how it goes. So having said that, let me start with what, we, uh, what took off that discussion, the Russell innings. Now, there were a lot of words that were used by even by people, you know, in the commentary box and by ex-cricketers um, and even currently playing T20 bat, uh, players. But among those, uh, one of the words that was murderously used was astonishing. So, Sid, what do you think about that? Yeah, it's, uh, I think uh, a, a lot of times when we watch uh, T20 uh, innings, this ha- particularly happens with batting. And I, I noticed that uh, the instinctive tendency of uh, commentators uh, and even uh, people watching, and sometimes even people like me, uh, sometimes even me, is to assume uh, that uh, something that is going on is astonishing. Uh, Especially uh, in that game, uh, KKR needed 53 of the last three overs. Uh, Russell made uh, 48 of 13. And the first four balls, I think he had scored one run. So effectively, he made like 47 of nine balls. And when you see the six hitting and things, it's almost like it is very easy to ignore a lot of other factors and to primarily focus on the hitting and to the way the ball was traveling, the arcs in which it was going, the way he was even, the, the angles in which the bat was uh, making. I think all that plays a big part in uh, getting into, into your head that this is something astonishing. But then, of course, as you sit back and then as you discuss it with others, then you, and you put things in context and then you look at the history of the, uh, ground and the history of the uh, team that they're playing against, which is RCB. And then you look at Andre Russell's own history. Then you sort of begin to build a large, uh, more comprehensive picture of it. And maybe sit back and say, perhaps this is not something that uh, one, should have, uh, one should have said is unexpected. I mean, astonishing. You say something is astonishing when it is completely... I mean, there is a certain value attached to that word, right? So the moment you say astonishing, you have a certain image of it. And then, but when you sit back, I think uh, things tend to temper a bit more. And then you you begin to realize that there were other words that maybe fitted better. And uh, Kartikeya and Subhash would probably, uh, it'll be a good time to bring them in now. Kartikeya, what did you, what did you make of that innings and the reaction to it? Well, so let me take the reaction first, right? So, so, so there are two types of reactions. Like one is like an emotional reaction, and the other is an 
sort of a description other is a, a description and it a description of the context and the description of the game and those are different things right uh, what has happened i think is uh, that in the reaction there are sort of two two things which come into play one is that you know the emotion has been commodified in sort of especially in the internet age where you know traffic governs like success like if you are you are successful if your story gets a lot of hits and is read read or seen by a lot of people right uh and that's one thing and the other is that uh, the other is that the fact that they won meant that it had to be explained like it had to be explained that russell did something amazing and rcb did something bad and so therefore they won even if both of those things were not actually true it is sort of assumed that both of those things are true and then they sort of you know they sort of build backwards from that that conclusion and then whatever reason they have to give they will give you know uh, whereas as you said i thought you know the the sort of the contest is so attenuated there's no choice right when you when you need 50 from the overs you have to swing it for for the fences for everything and russell is really good at that i mean russell is really good at swinging for the fences generally you know i don't think anybody has like whatever 4000 plus runs in t20 uh, at his strike rate which is like somewhere roughly around 170 i think the understanding of the expectations on russell um and the fact that you say he's meeting those expectations both are false premise right here um because <clears throat> the situation is such that you know the game is such the situation is such and andre russell's quote unquote uh, skills are such that you know either when he comes off it's going to look phen- phenomenal and uh, here he has strung two or three innings back to back that uh, where things may have come off um and uh, so we say like there is an expectation on andre russell to deliver this sort of innings every single time um that's not possible it is not possible by the very nature of the game itself um i mean look at just look at this innings you know let's talk talking about smaller sample size take this game against rcb you know as you said earlier you know he was one of four balls um and uh, of those four balls he tried to hit all four of them uh one went straight to the fielder moin ali in cover another one uh you know it was a lame effort and the two he the ball was too quick for him but he kept trying to hit them all four of them because the situation that he was in is incumbent that the whoever it was whether it was russell or somebody else that's all you have to do somebody by the name of ronak i don't think is ronak kapoor of cricket info but um had a ball by ball comment saying what is kartik doing here uh, you know they should be teeing off from both sides as you would expect you know when you want uh, 14 plus runs in an over uh, and you have four, four four and change left you would expect trying to hit every single ball and you hope you connect few and that way you make 14 runs in over uh, that's the only way to get there so it's not surprising that you would attempt it um and if you look at the definition of the word uh, astonishing it is you know uh as we surprising no dictionary dictionaries defines it as extremely surprising there was nothing extremely surprising about what was attempted now you can say like oh it was extremely surprising that uh it came off that might be very well true because he tried four balls to swing for the fences didn't connect any of them fifth ball was a full toss at his waist high 
more power to Russell that he was able to, uh, you know, a beamer he could deposit in a small ground in uh, Bangalore. Good for him, right? And then once that bowler with a good pace, who bowled back of length delivery and tried something, and then bowled the beamer, was taken off the attack, then you have Stoinis coming in, bowling length deliveries. Anybody could hit it. I mean, it's not like Andre Russell has invented a new thing, you know? Uh, I'm sure you guys remember from a couple, few years back when I think it was CSK versus uh, I think Kings Eleven IPL final. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And Suresh Rana went because that was a situation. You had to go from ball one, and they had a hundred in by the sixth over in the chase, right? Yeah, I think he made ninety-seven and twenty-five. Something like something that. So it's not uh, these things. The game is such. Um, the, the requirements are such that you have to go for it and see that, you know, if it's your day, if you're a lucky day, it's going to come off. It's possible. I mean, it's, you know, Karthik got caught, uh, you know, he hit for a four and a six and then trying the same shot, he got caught at the boundary. So, you know, it didn't come off. Maybe Karthik would have been the person. Would, would you have used the same word, astonishing? You know, Karthik scored, uh, I don't know, 23 runs, 25 runs against Bangladesh. Lost over of an ODI or T20. I don't even remember anymore. T20, uh, yeah. These things happen. Uh, you know, you can say like, um, right now, Russell has been in a very lucky streak. You, maybe, as Karthik has suggested, you should go buy a lottery ticket. Because if he can pull this off, three matches in a row or two matches in a row, with everything he tried, everything lines up, he gets a shitty bowler that's bowling length delivery at 130 kilometers an hour. And then Saudi does the same thing. You know, maybe it's time for him to buy a lottery ticket and become a truly a millionaire. So wait, no, I think I think w w one thing I would say is that uh, if you notice that I, I I did because we were coming on this podcast, I looked at a few uh, match reports of the, the yesterday's game, which I normally don't really pay much attention. But there was the, I have yet to see one even one sentence, let alone one paragraph, which tries to describe. Russell's actions, like this is, you, you start off saying, wow, you know, Russell, but really what you're looking at is that score, you know, 48 and 13 balls. You're not really, what did he really do? You know, that, what was, what option did he have? What were the choices before him? You know, what are his strengths? What are his weaknesses? You know, what did he do? You know, I mean, I think the, I think that that six of that Beamer was something like, not many people can do that. I mean, you have to be really, really strong to do that. And you have to meet the ball like perfectly because otherwise the bat will turn in your hand. It, it didn't, like, which is, which is quite a, like a, it's, it's a, some skill, you know, but is it like a, like for, for, for one of the top hitters in T20 in the last 10 years is not a surprise, right? I mean, you, you every time Tendulkar hit a, hit a ball on the rise, like people didn't talk about it for like 15 days, right? So I'm trying to understand this whole um, intent here. So it, you both you guys have spoken about the fact that he had no choice but to go for it and as did Karthik. So it's, let me like, I mean, of course, I might be uh, mixing formats here, but I just to get this intent point out, I mean, there was a point, there was a test match in 1990 when India needed 24 to avoid the follower and Kapil Dev hit four sixes in a row. Okay. Now, now, in that particular case, he had a number of choices. He didn't have to. I mean, he was batting with a number 11, but still, he didn't have to hit four sixes to avoid the follow-on. 
Yeah. Uh, he could have, uh, you know, done a number of other things. So, are you saying that? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to understand this whole. He didn't have a choice. Or, or yeah, let see, me put it. Okay, let me I'll even put it a little more. Let me even give you another example of Virendra Sawant scoring a hundred before lunch, or yeah. really scoring a hundred before lunch. I mean, of course, he had so many other choices, but he went for scoring a hundred before lunch. Mm-hmm. Or Tendulkar scoring eighty-two or forty-nine when India were chasing one thirty something. He didn't have to, but he did. Yeah. So is so can you is that the kind of thing uh, difference you're trying to bring out here in terms of the choice that he had? Yes, partly. But I'll give you an example, right? In 2015, before the 2015, after, uh, in in the 2015 World Cup, before they changed the rules uh, for power plays, right? Uh, the this was a problem with the power play in one day cricket, in 50 over cricket. That basically with only four fielders are allowed outside the circle. It was impossible for the fielding side to set a field which would not telegraph what length the bowler was going to bowl, right? And this was this was basically this was Anil Kumble's argument for changing that rule, right? So basically, when the contest between bat and ball is obvious for whatever reason, you know, because of some you know excessive restriction in the rules or because of some excessive restriction from the scorecard, then the game is basically set. Right, it's the same on the fifth day of a test match, right? Where one side is not is like chasing six hundred, basically has to survive ninety overs, and the batting bowling side is basically, you know, with seven fielders around the bat. The 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 sort of the shape of the contest is becomes really crystal clear. And in T Twenty, basically, that's always the case, almost, you know, because once batting has so much resources compared to bowling, you know. And ten wickets over one hundred and twenty balls. That's always the case. The fact that T twenty, especially franchise T twenty, the way it is played, um, say in the IPL or any other league for that matter, it's a very short term league, and uh, you know, obviously, it's a privately funded tournaments, and they need to maximize their publicity and popularity uh, so that they can attract sponsorship. So they have to talk up everything they do. Um, Right, and also, so these are you know right. what what is the franchise play? You know, if you play an entire season, you play fourteen games against seven other teams in IPL, uh, and it might be different in say PSL or BBL or whatever. But it's a very short term thing, so you can't really um, have the time that a baseball season has, which is one hundred sixty two games, where you can go through these slums, ups and downs, and develop trends of. you know performances and then you can actually say this is quality this is the strategy behind this game whereas mm-hmm. here considering you're borrowing everything whole and soul from quote and quote cricket which is test cricket uh, which odi borrowed from and from their t20 um you're trying a test cricket by itself it's a five day game lasts a long time even if you take just one test match uh, three sessions a day 15 sessions um there is so much changing within the game itself plus you take a test series plus you have the history of test cricket to juxtapose all these things and compare and contrast and say this is actually good this is what the contest is here the the contest is the bowlers are trying to take wickets batsmen are trying to prevent them from taking wickets and the offense is an actual extension of the defense whereas t20 all that is out the door so it's a totally different sport and till we actually treat t20 t20 is a great sport but we haven't defined it 
through the lens of T20. You're still trying to define it through the lens of test cricket, which is why when Virat Kohli hits a cover drive of the second ball of the innings, everybody fuck under aunt, uh, you know, jizzes the pants. Uh, but Virat Kohli is a horrible T20 batter. He's, he's terrible. He doesn't fit into the scheme of things. But yeah. you know, because you cannot say that about Virat Kohli, apparently nobody says it. Everybody says, "Oh yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome." Like, no, it's not. Yeah, like, I was just thinking. Is, if, uh, what you need is uh, Russell. You need a uh, Gale. You need uh, Surya Kumar Yadav. You need uh, you need Krunal Pandya. You know, you want those guys that can come in and start hitting from ball one. That's that's what that sport is. That's what that sport should be headed towards. Where batters come hitters i shouldn't say batters hitters come in trying to score the maximum number of runs every single delivery they face i think the whole russell thing gets a lot of paparazzi and all that is not just because of the uh, hitting ability i mean like you know he's now uh, you have a lot of kids who are coming up like this you know beefy broad shoulders can swing through the line and so on yes and and you'll you'll always have people coming like that not only from the West Indies, but also from, let's say, New Zealand or Australia or even South Africa. But what it actually, not a lot of, it's, it's hiding is that this is the fourth inning that Russell has done in a row, which is commendable at, at best. Uh, because right from the Sunrisers game, I think it was 19 balls, 48. And then uh, the next game, it was 17 balls, 49. After that, I think it was 20-something balls, 60 he made. And then now this. So... He's done this four times in a row, which is commendable. But what it's not, what it's hiding is that the effort of the rest of the team has been horrendous to lead up to a situation like that. Right. Mm-hmm. So the Sunrisers game also, he, like you said, he didn't have a choice because if he had to win the game for them, that's the only way he could go about it. Mm-hmm. It's because all the people above, before that, had batted at around 120, 130. Even the game with RCB. You had Karthik and uh, Rana. They think they were around 135 or something when you're chasing 200. So they, they, your team until then has brought the game to a situation like that. And so if you look at the the Sarfaras and Rahul thing, that when 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 they got when uh, Rahul got out, the, the equation was the same. It was 46 required in three overs, right? And if you think about it, Miller would have come in because Rahul got out. Miller would have come in. And you're expecting that same thing to happen, which didn't, and you know, petered out and all that. But going before that, they they were batting so horribly because I think the CSK was able to bowl four overs for 18 runs or 19 runs. So, but had again had Miller today teed off and scored those 46 runs in those three overs that were there, then we'll be talking again about Miller, right? So it's not. Yeah. The and every team has one uh, one or two gun players like this. You have Hardik Pandya, you have Russell, uh, you have the ageless Dhoni, um, supposed to be Miller. You know, you have these players everywhere. But what's uh, horrible is that the players before them are you know suffocating the innings. And rightly, like Sid said, they're playing it in in a different way, thinking you know they're playing a different format, and which then is leading to a situation where it's going to be a boom or bust. Uh, with Russell, it's been four booms and no bust. But you know the bust is coming. It's going to be the hopefully the CSK game in three days or uh, the game after that. But it's not a model that is worth uh, you know going for every time. So unless, unless you change your game, you're not going to be able to go this way. I mean, you have 10 wickets. You have 120 deliveries. So you can afford to lose one every 12 balls, right? And, uh, you know... 
let's say you take two deliveries to get your eye in so to speak and then you have to, you know nine deliveries that you can swing for the fences and you get out on the 12th one you're good you know that's par for the course literally um and t20 the stra- so so called strategies um and t20 description and how we view t20 we are all held hostage to how we have learned cricket how we have seen cricket which is test cricket mostly uh, and then to an extent odis um instead if you accept that this is a, this is the demands of this sport are entirely different and should be co- approached a different way sure you know you still have the same players that grew up on uh, you know say uh, uh, learning to play the longer format and then adjusting their game to uh, play t20 fine but you have to make a um, very honest admission that these two are very different sports there is a value for um, you know the tv broadcasters uh, commentators for them uh, to say that no no this is also cricket so that way the people that are watching test cricket or odi cricket will also watch this rather than develop a whole new fan base for a different sport compared to the cricket which most people have been sort of have have had you uh, have been able to watch like for most of their life right the quality in the ipl is really bad most of the time you know i mean the i mean if andre russell is your is sort of you know superstar player then how good can it be as cricket you know it's not really as it, as t20 yeah it, it, that's a different story you know but that's a story which nobody wants to tell right so that story is absent completely you know where whereas when, and but the, then it becomes even more unsatisfactory because not only are these people misreading it because they insist on seeing it as oh it's cricket Uh, they are then sort of being flatly disingenuous and saying that something which is really really crap as cricket is actually quite good and it's not you know i mean marcus stoinis is a really really bad bowler you know I mean, he's not uh, by the standards of like a and a, a, a special of someone who would be a serious bowler in an international side he's not really that good you know and even even in this i mean okay imran tahir and harbhajan singh you know as old as they are and as you know out of touch with sort of the top level right now that they are they shouldn't be going for 20 runs in four overs yeah no i mean against the like reasonable batsman they shouldn't unless it's like a really bad pitch let me ask you this though suppose uh, it was a similar situation a same situation in terms of the runs and balls in that rcb kkr game 53 of 3 overs and had there been say the three overs being bowled by uh, jaspreet bumrah uh, you know and two other uh, pick your two other really really good t20 bowlers and if russell had still have had pulled it off would you then doesn't matter it does consider... not matter are they really the bowler <laughs> yeah what, what the bowler is it doesn't matter who the bowler is because it does but because russell is not deciding his approach based on the bowler no he's deciding his approach based on the score card he has no choice but then where is the credit for the hand eye coordination and the uh, ability to strike uh, you know that that many number of sixes consecutively oh, no, I, i believe both of us me and kartike uh, gave russell the credit you know yeah, he's a outstanding six hitter i mean he's outstanding power hitter sorry kartike yeah, but you know it's a full toss above the waist to put it for six you know even though it was only a 65 meter six it's a very difficult thing to do and 
I give major props to Russell. But I don't think we are discussing uh, Russell's exploits here through the lens of treatment. We are ex- we're trying to justify what he did through the lens of cricket. And I think that is disingenuous. But I, I am glad you bring up like Bamra or one of these other players, right? Because even if you look at Bamra or uh, Sajis or Abada or one of these other bowlers, right? I find it amazing that, you know, the same bowler over the course of a tournament will go for 40 in some games and 20 or 25 in other games. That is a huge range for a bowler to be conceding. So, a lot of the outcomes in each individual game are subject to things beyond the bowler's control and things beyond the opposition's control. They are sort of circumstantial fortune. You know, and then, you know, really, I, I keep bringing up baseball, but baseball is the nearest game to T20. You know, I mean, you will have like, you know, uh, Mike Trout, there will be games where he'll like swing and miss and whatnot. But then there will be other games where he'll like go four for six or something like that. You know, it, and he's a great player. I mean, he's probably the best player going right now. Right, Subhash? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, it, but when he has those games, no, where he's sort of in a slump or when he just can't buy a hit, you know, they understand that it's luck. You know, like they understand that in baseball, the best team will lose 30% of its games and the worst team will win 30% of its games. You know, no matter what. I, I, I mean, let me draw an analogy, right? I mean, that's like when Brian Lara scores 375 or 400. It's the same thing, right? I mean, you know that it's not like that's not his standard score. Mm-hmm. You know that at some point of time, he's going to get a sub-20 score or a sub-10 score. But then it still doesn't mean that uh, Brian Lara's 400 is not something oh, it's amazing. A unique, or, it's a unique achievement. Uh, but the thing is, if he scores 400 and his career average is, say, 22, like Mohamed Ashrafur, right? How many... Mohamed Ashrafur has had some phenomenal innings. But nobody would ever, ever think of Mohamed Ashrafur as a major batsman. Maybe some guy with a tiger costume somewhere might. But other than that, nobody would even like venture that guess. You know, Thank hey, you talk so about much for ensuring nobody in Bangladesh listens to this podcast. There are basically basically there are sort of two ways in which you can sort of account for skill, right? You can establish you either look at a large number of games and look at the distribution of performances over those large number of games. And that's where you can tell the difference between a guy who averages 55 over 100 test matches and a guy who averages 35 over 100 test matches. Right? That's a significant difference. Or you have to be like an expert. Like you have to be able to watch. You have to be like one of those people. Like you, you watch a guy in the, in the, from the slips for like half an hour and you can tell whether he's, he's this good or he's sort of average. You know, uh, that and and you know the number of people who can do the latter are you know usually they live in you know either in an international team or you know in high up in some first class team or something like that you know they they don't live in the press box. So uh, I made two observations uh, hearing both KD and uh, Subhash talk. One of them is that it's I think how we are taught to play the game, and it goes back to what uh, Subhash said earlier: is you have to treat them as two separate games. 
and not as extension of the game right when right from when we are when we first pick up the bat and we are you know at some level of instruction that we are getting which is we are always told to put a price on your wicket right we are always told to put a price on your wicket you know put your foot forward head down this that that's how that's how you're taught and which is correct for a particular way of playing cricket but when you try to bring that same logic here and i'm going back to what i had said earlier about you know play, players like utappa or dinesh kartik or rana or uh, you know uh, rahul and no, all these guys who, who have been doing it they've all been playing that way so technically if you look at it they they've been scoring at more than run a ball they've been putting a price on the wicket and only taking that calculated risk when required so they see a bad ball they're hitting it out but otherwise they're just you know moving motoring it away taking a finding a two here so they're doing well they're playing around 130 125 140 at most strike rate because they're playing in that zone and every team only has one or two guys who are playing in a different way they're playing this fearless when i pick it like no there is no price on my wicket if i score i score if i'm out i'm out and that's it that's the end which is the the other one that subhash opened with saying that you have 12 balls to play what do you do happens in those 12 balls you swing for the fences or you go back to the pavilion right so in a team you have nine people who have been playing in one way and two people who are playing another way and the team that has more people who are playing the the second brand of cricket more or less ends up uh in the uh, in the playoffs mm-hmm. in a tournament like the IPL right so that's yeah. that's one observation the other observation i made when uh, you guys were talking about baseball is like because the IPL or any of these franchise tournaments are 45 to 60 day tournaments right so all, all of them have at most four, uh, 12 to 16 games mm-hmm. i think even the big bash has uh, it's probably the little longer one but still it's not more than that yeah and therefore and whatever, by the way it's not longer by uh, design of the tournament it's longer because they want to capture the uh, christmas season holiday season so that's why it's longer there yeah it's but again in terms of games i don't think it's it's longer or shorter yeah. state right so they you're playing within 12 to 16 games in every franchise tournament that you have right so mm-hmm. the number of games that you play in within the uh, confines of a tournament is not too much so Correct. whatever records or uh, performance you make for that tournament speak a lot now probably one of the ways and maybe we should think about how we are Uh, evaluating t20 players is that we if you put them out as a calendar right it starts from the cpl then the bangladesh uh, you have psl big bash ipl um the manzai the manzai league so now if you put the them one, in the one order, in south africa also no yeah, yeah that was the manzai and then there's england uh, blast yeah the yeah, yeah. so yeah. if you put them in that order also play in the county natwest Yeah, that's so that's the T20 blast. Yeah. Yeah. So then then if you see like a lot of these players are playing in not all these places not the Indian ones at least but um all the ones that get spoken up a lot uh, I've have been playing. So then if you then uh, take Russell for example because he's been playing the um the, uh, at least four of these five leagues he's played in yeah. then if you count him his P- T20 performance in a calendar year mm-hmm. maybe that will is a is a is a much bigger range of games. and the the distribution across that is probably something that is worth looking at absolutely i, I mean that, well i wouldn't say uh, for the lack of anything else yes of course you know more data points to f- understand what the trend is what is normal 
in a you know because we say oh because there was a point at which if you had a strike rate you know, Tendulkar's career strike rate is what 89 uh, something like that which yeah. is unbelievable i mean obviously richards before him was unbelievable too because it was so high so much higher than what was average strike rate of the time yeah um now if you say if you have a strike rate of 89 89 people will laugh at you if you don't go run on the ball run the ball average right? now right because teams are easily scoring more than run a ball as a collective unit meaning runs per ball has gone over one uh, run per ball in odis mm-hmm. um, in t20s you're seeing 180 is like when it started it was like 160 was the par now it's 180 is par if it's uh, played in bangalore it's like 200 to 210 because of the geometry of the area um, so on and so forth so it still hasn't pushed two runs a ball uh, you know no teams have teams don't average uh, on average score 240 runs in every completed 20 over innings right so the two like, see i tell you what in in, 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 now. One, in one day cricket yeah in one day cricket there are 10 wickets over 300 balls right now so that's 30 runs per wicket right balls now wicket. 30 30 balls per wicket now there are batsmen in t- in 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 uh, in uh, one day cricket who bat in like 6 7 8 9 that kind of position in the batting order who will score at like 110 120 and will be dismissed once every 25 28 balls right so they are actually if 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 the team was made up of only players like them they would be bold the team would be bold out more often than not right mm-hmm. in, so if you think about the equivalent player in t20 this would be a player who uh, will score i don't know at 220 or 24 220 or 230 and be dismissed about once in 9 or 10 balls right that player doesn't exist yet in t20 yeah you know even russell well, dismissed okay. once every 15 balls yeah right there's nobody in t20 who's considered a plausible player who who who's anywhere close to that 12 mark right so everybody right now is and and that's why like in the average one day game the big advancement in one day cricket has been that where teams were losing six or seven wickets on average in the 80s now they're losing eight or nine wickets so they're using their resources much more efficiently now than they were then you know Correct. in t20 right now teams are losing like six and a half somewhere between six and seven wickets per innings on average right this could easily go up to eight or nine the average right so the distribution will shift where an average goes from six to seven to eight to nine right yeah. and that will be a t20 game or that will be a t20 contest where you know 200 is reached more frequently i would wager Yeah. but it will also be a t20 contest where you have more 100 all outs which is yeah. it would be fine right because in like again if you draw the analogy to baseball right there are games which are one zeros right very wonderful exciting games uh, and then there are games which are like you know 10 one yeah and then there are games which are 10 nine yeah you know and all of them occur like from time to time you know So in terms so, of a metric uh, do you think that uh, you know uh, once a batsman comes in it will be useful to know what his strike rate is every 12 balls or what is pro- output is every 12 balls so that way would that then put things in a little more perspective yeah but but for that you you have to first know what the players are trying to do right if you look at like what they were doing today right what in this i looked at the scorecard let's say 
so what's his name sir faraz khan and uh, kl rahul kl rahul yeah right uh, they're chasing 161 in 20 overs right and both of them have run a ball 50s right that's just that's basically like they're using up 100 out of the 120 balls available right and they've scored like about 110 runs so it's like they're left leaving themselves 50 to get in the last 20 odd balls that's just that's not on that's just really bad and that's exactly what i said earlier so that's what happened in the kkr game as well that's how those guys were playing and the russell had to do that so if miller did that today we would be talking about the same thing one one of the things i i would yeah. really like to know if from someone who gets a chance to interview these t20 players is like how many t20 players actually think in terms of t20 like i know that the west indians do because i've spoke to talk to people and all these west indians and all these players in general who are like these who are basically itinerant professionals who play in every franchise league all throughout the year they are much more advanced in their thinking than sort of the you know the big internationals who are like the big ticket players in australia or india or england or who who still sort of think in in cricket terms but what about the teams themselves haven't they understood this that to build a team and during these auctions and things like that haven't they understood that the west indian model is the way to go why aren't they building these teams with uh, eight nine hitters in them and people who can just uh, who don't care about price on their wicket or anything because people that are running these teams i mean this comes under the umbrella of bcci which also runs test cricket for india so it is the same in bbl and all no everything else man it's the same thing so which is why they sh- these two should be like completely split up different sport run by different you know yeah. entities co- entirely screw that you know Because like they are different source a uh, pipeline of players and stuff you know every, everybody has their own you know because because that will also allow test cricket to be marketed much better because now we are having fucking subsidy can, can you swear on this podcast or no yeah, yeah, yeah. you can you fucking can. go ahead man uh, i'll fucking go ahead then um <laughs> you know because you have the same fucking boards um running test cricket whereas t20 and t20 and they think t20 is popular and gets the money i'm like you have no idea how popular test cricket can be yeah so they are like just using treating test cricket as a charity case whereas test cricket on its own is a phenomenal sport obviously so you're trying to say that uh, if you have a totally different uh, management and ownership you're trying to say that there may be teams who realize that virat kohli is not a good pick yeah and virat kohli would be they won't also like uh, hold on karthik hold on and virat kohli will be paid shit ton of money to play test cricket and he'll be fucking very good at it and you should play shit ton of money to andrew russell to play t20 and uh, krunal pandya to play t20 rather than like oh you also have to play first class cricket for uh, baroda and then uh, also turn up for your uh, said mustaqli a tournament and play t20 ipl uh, all this stuff like no man have two different sports play separate and the, the worst argument people make is like oh i you know in in twitter this is like a favorite word or players have to adapt these things is what they say it's not magic man it's really hard to do You know, and like, also here's the thing i got to go on this who actually actually adapted you know it's like all all the years of t20 now how many years have they win more than 15 years right there's no. been exactly one player who's adapted to all three formats ab de villiers nobody else 
the to go back to Kartikeya's point, uh, people are like, oh, pe- players need to adapt. Also, like, I would, I would love watching ABD Williams play test cricket as well as T20, you know. I don't want to derive my, deprive myself of that or deprive the player of the opportunity. I'm like, what do you mean deprive the player of the opportunity? I, like, I don't get it. You're telling me there are very, 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 very few players that can do Both. what the ABD Williams has done. It's obvious, right? There are not many that can do excellent test cricket and also excellent T20. It's not possible. When you say excel, no, I'm not saying 130 strike rate and 30 average. I'm like 250 strike rate at, uh, uh, you know, 30 average. That's what I mean by excelling in T20. Like, that's not going to happen. It's, it's very two different formats. Uh, it's very hard to do. So, you know, have the guy that is really, really good. So that way you'll get your best T20 players You'll get your best test players and then they play different sports and you can enjoy them both <coughs> as a viewer and you let the players get uh, suitably compensated for their skills and efforts in individual formats rather than crossing over from one to another. Yeah, so talking about, uh, you know, uh, Max's point about uh, evaluating players uh, on the whole year's performance, like evaluating a Russell based on his whole year's, calendar year's T20 performance. One of the things that I always assumed, uh, uh, perhaps wrongly, as uh, you guys have uh, told me, is that uh, in the IPL and maybe in the BBL, he is likely to face uh, better bowlers than he would in, say, some other leagues. I mean, I always thought that the IPL, um, like a batsman doing well in the IPL was... uh, uh, he he always had at least two good bowlers that he was facing. But now it seems that uh, as Kartikeya brings it up, it's very difficult to gauge a bowler's value in T20, right? And and how good he is. Mm-hmm. And, and which is why I want to also bring up but that the only time in which I felt really, uh, you know, it felt really exciting to watch a bowler in this IPL was in that one super over that Rabada bowled. And then it struck me that in a super over, the batting team has only three three batsmen. Their resources are limited to three. So automatically then, the moment Russell got out, uh, then Karthik and Uttapa, they couldn't afford to get out because if they did, the match is over. Yeah. So then auto, then the, the stakes are then immediately shifted. Like Rabada then has such a massive advantage coming in because yeah. he knows yeah. that. So, so is, is that like a fair enough argument to one of the reasons to say that why because of the bowl, the resources are so much for the batsman that you can't really evaluate bowling. Of course. Yeah, because the batsman... So, the thing is, who cares who's bowling? Who cares whether it's Bamra or somebody else? You know, the, the batsman doesn't... cannot afford to care about being dismissed. You know? I mean, I mean, and and of course, batsmen don't care about looking ugly or anything like that. You know. No, no. But what about uh, the situations where I I don't know if it happens. I mean, commentators talk about it. But what about situations where teams say that okay, let us play him out and then uh, and then go after the other bowlers? Does does that even happen, or should that happen? I mean, that makes no sense. If you have only 120 deliveries and you have 10 wickets in hand, and you say like, oh, let's play Rashid Khan out, like you're a freaking idiot. Yeah, I mean, you're giving up a huge your amount of. Yeah, if you if you say, let's say you play out, you play out one over, right, out of twenty, because you don't want to give the bowler a wicket. You've just conceded like five percent of the game to the opposition, uncontested. 
when you look at it mathematically yes but if you think about it what happened the, the rajasthan game where, where dhoni actually you know they played the guy they played the guy before out because he was just waiting for unadakat because he knew you have to bowl unadakat i'm way more confident of hitting unadakat i know where he's going to bowl he's going to bowl in my arc i would rather to back myself to hit unadakat than try to hit uh, i think i forgot who the bowler was uh, archer i would rather back myself to hit unadakat than hit archer because when it, out of the six balls that i have to hit archer i probably will you know connect two and i will get out with unadakat i have a much bigger confidence going in and that's what happened right that's uh, that's good, but that, that's good for doni but it's not it's not necessarily good for the team no hold like, on I, i i don't know whether it's good for anybody for that matter doni or uh, the no, team he gets a bigger score no i mean <laughs> no my thing is this right um that can, that sort of thing is only possible even if you have you already have a target right you say like oh i need to get 60 well i'm got, i'm trying to get 60. yeah you see these things happening only in the chase you see right, this happening yeah. in chase only chase, right so one interesting would be to find out what under russell strike rate is and how many balls does he uh, get you know loses loses his wicket when kkr bat first no i don't have the number in front of me but that would be interesting to see I'm willing to bet Russell bats the same way as a, as a T20 hitter should. Whether you are chasing chasing or setting a target, you play the same way. That is the sport I want to watch. In you, the conceding of one over to Jafar Archer. Let's say there was uh, eight overs left, right? And Dhoni has let's say Dhoni's team has to get uh, say 110 runs in eight overs. Now, if it is four overs of Jafar Archer left, is Dhoni going to not attack, let four of these overs go? Well, you know he can't because the scoreboard dictates he can't play out jafra and try to get four hundred uh, or you know let's say he gets 20 runs of arches four overs to get 90 or four overs of whoever even if it is unatkat trying to hit unatkat for 90 runs of four overs of unatkat is very hard to do so a team like srh which has uh, built itself on you know uh, supposedly a strong bowling attack and uh, you know defending low scores and all that Uh, are you saying that suppose there is an opposition team that builds itself like the West Indies say with Darren Sami at number mm-hmm. nine with hitters that they they uh, you know they play whenever they play SRH they'll just go after them they may come off some days some days they may get all out for it but, but they will be invariably they will have a good chance of beating them yes. because and they'll they'll, 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 win 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 they'll lose on in the long run against such opposition they'll win more often than they lose in the so, long run. yeah Th- that's very interesting because uh, then then it automatically brings to question you know what is a you know what in terms of the auction uh, you know all these uh, teams paying like uh, gazillion <laughs> uh, rupees and dollars for these uh, mystery spinners and these bowlers i mean it's uh, is it like just foolhardy what they no, do no it's not foolhardy it's not foolhardy it makes total sense right now because let's face it there aren't big, big, like The, the, the there isn't like a pool of hitters to pick from like you know in like like there is a pool of middle order batsmen for india to choose from when india select their test team right every first class team has like two or three you know middle order batsmen who are settled and who, who average 30 or 40, 40 or 50 and you know so, someone is like the 30 year old like senior pro and someone is like the 19 year old young upcoming player so there's a pool to pick from right so but if you look at like t20 hitters like 
where in the lower levels are, is the game where you know the power hitter will develop you know i don't know i don't know that such a thing exists there isn't like the number of players available of that type is really small that's one of the reasons why someone like a russell stands out or you know someone like a brathwaite or someone like i don't know who else uh stands stands out like a mile because they are rare but they're not always going to be rare if yeah. t20 keeps growing and then bowlers will basically you know i don't think there's much point to them you know but right now what you see is what what you see is like a very suboptimal game see the uh, term i'm guessing this is coming from like what is a good bowler what is a good ball in t20 how do we characterize it and i'm not going to i'm not an expert so i'm going to let ravi ashwin uh, answer this i think if you go to the last published couch talk podcast uh, with which was with ashwin he's like there is nothing like a good ball you know you could have a short wide delivery that doesn't go for us that's a good ball that's it like i remember understand like i remember that yeah yeah ashwin ashwin understands that if t20 gets to where it ought to get to bowling has no place in it really uh the way we talk about bowlers and how important they are to a cricket team in a t20 team bowlers are not that important you just need somebody to roll over as long as you have enough players that can outmuscle the opposition that's all that matters yeah, but why why would you even, not just put a bowling machine just have at it yeah you could i have no vested interest in to say that the bowlers have to be part of the game or you know this is how i i don't look t20 through a cricket lens i have nothing in it so i'm willing to say you could have a bowling machine and you just it's basically like a home run derby right you could have it i mean that's a sport i'll watch in fact talking I mean, about bowling, bowling machines that's fine but t20 is boring right now <laughs> talking about bowling machines i remember uh, jared kimber and a few others suggesting quite a while back that you know it's uh, amazing that teams haven't yet got in this uh, uh, hitting uh, ne- uh, batsmen getting into this uh, hitting Game. cages yeah hitting cages before going in so then yeah. that first two balls of uh, having to get your eye in then you you automatically already have your eye in so you just go in and swing start swinging absolutely <laughs> that would be i mean that would be the, like as kartik i said t20 is being played as a very sub, suboptimal level it's a suboptimal sport right now whereas where it needs to be where it needs to go so far to go there is you know you try to grow a breed of cricketer or a hitter uh, that would take t20 to that place that's what you need once they get there and as it is it's a very asymmetrical uh, relationship between hitting and bowling in t20 right so if if it gets further skewed because of the kind of hitters you are bringing into the sport then obviously bowling uh, as a skill is insignificant okay so that was a great discussion um, i'd like to thank our guests subhash and kd for your insights thanks we'd max. love to have you on future episodes as uh, we try to talk more about this because i know um, we cannot do justice enough to this topic unfortunately it'll still just be four or five of us talking about it because the entire <laughs> world is thinking about it in a very different way but soon people will you know realize as well um, and then uh, sid nice having you as well on the pod glad you could make time this afternoon thank you thank you we'll be back with more episodes on 81 all out until then keep listening as always you can find us on spotify itunes 
a lot of all the popular podcasting um, services or just go to 81allout.com thanks a lot see you again next time I get